0: Honeybee, we've got some more interviews in the second half of today's Ooh,
1: show. Ooh, We still have a few
0: little short ones from G-Fest that I'm going to include at the end part of the show. Now, my yeah, audio in yeah. some of them is messed up because there was a setting on our device that I did not have properly set. <laughs> but our guests... Oh,
1: so, no. Uh, Good. There's a
0: little thing on the microphone that turns. There's two different mics, and, and it can kind of turn to different settings. And I think mine, the one that was pointing to me, was halfway between the two settings. So it sounded Oh, no.
1: Up.
0: Well, it was a new thing. We hadn't practiced with it enough. And I didn't even know to yeah. do that till later. But uh, the interviewees, they sound fine. So Great. let's play the theme song and get on with the show. One, two, three, four. Monster
1: Movie.
0: Fun Time Go! Monster Movie. Fun Time Go! Monster
1: Movie.
2: Fun Time
0: Go! Monster
2: Monster Movie. movie. Fun Time Go! With Precious D and Honey Bee. Fun Time Go!
0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends and neighbors, welcome... To Monster Movie Funtime Go. I am one of your hosts, Precious D.
1: And I'm the other one of your hosts, Honey Bee.
0: Honey Bee and I are two best friends that are making our way through the history of kaiju movies. We started in 1933 with King Kong, and today we are in 1996 with Tremors 2 Aftershocks.
1: Dang.
0: It's in color. It's 97 minutes. The budget was $4 million. I don't see what the box office was.
1: Boo! I was curious.
0: I'm assuming it made some kind of money because they kept making them. <laughs> uh. This is obviously the second in the Tremors franchise. It is followed by Tremors 3, Back to Perfection. Hey. The cast is Fred Ward, back again as Earl Bassett, Christopher Garton, As not Kevin Bacon. (laughs) Helen Shaver. As Dr. Kate Riley. Credited as Kate White. I don't know if that means Helen Shaver was listed as Kate White. Which is weird. Michael Gross back also as Burt Gummer. Marcelo Tubert as Señor Carlos Ortega. Also known as not... John Torturo, Marco Hernandez as Julio, Jose Rosario as Pedro, and Thomas Rosales Jr. as Oil Worker. Honeybee, what are your opening thoughts on Tremors 2 Aftershocks?
1: So, you know, it's one of those things where you can't have the second one without the first one. Like, the first one definitely paved the way. But I will say, this one is a little bit funnier. that is my like initial yeah i think it's it's like there are things i don't like about it but i also feel like and maybe it's too early to say this but i also feel like it's kind of the last good one (laughs) you know (laughs) like i mean since i i haven't seen some of the like newer stuff like the tv show and all that shit Mm -hmm. but i remember this movie you know i enjoy it for like the nostalgia of it. I'm glad Earl was in it, even though he's kind of like a grumpy guy this time. And I didn't initially like that, but you know, he comes around, whatever. But yeah, I would say like, as far as the tremors series go, the first one and the second one are like, you know, good. They're really good. And I enjoy them both. And I would say that the second one there, like, it makes me, there are moments that like, just literally make you laugh out loud. And I like that. So Those are my initial thoughts, I guess. Did you not think it was good?
0: I think a lot of the appeal of the first one was the humor, so I guess they decided to turn it up a notch
1: in this one. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. Really
0: lean into it. Now, Kevin Bacon and Reba McIntyre were, they hoped they would be in it. The producers, the writers, everybody intended for them to be in it, but Reba was in the middle of a big concert tour. Couldn't do Uh. it. Kevin Bacon Dang. was in ta- Kevin Bacon was talking about doing it, but he ended up doing Apollo 13 instead, which was probably the correct choice.
1: Mm, yeah.
0: It is a shame that he couldn't do both.
1: I like the other guy though.
0: Really? I didn't care for him. <laughs> I was just yeah, very like much he's... aware that he was not Kevin Bacon.
1: I-, I like him. I think he's just like the most 90s person in the world like from like the way he dresses his like acting like he's very like uh-huh. what was that show um oh it was like a kid show where they're like
3: i'm Saved kyle
1: i'm not no no oh. like, like, for younger people but yeah he was okay. just this was like his his bucket hat and like his cargo short. like he was just <laughs> very like i'm in the 90s Hey, hey, Mm -hmm. look how funny I am. Ha ha ha. Like, I don't know. I just really I loved him. I thought he was great.
0: (laughs) Okay, goodness. Okay, well, let's, I guess, get into the plot here. I got a summary from Wikipedia. Thank you, Wikipedia.
1: I think so, Wikipedia.
0: Years after the events of the first film, Val McKee has moved away and married Rhonda Lebec. You know what? They don't actually ever say that. He just says, yeah, he married a good he says he married a good woman. And we just assume yeah. that it's Rhonda, but we don't know that for a fact.
1: Yes, we do. Shut up. We all know it. <laughs>
0: well, We well, all it's, saw it the does, first movie. It seems the most likely uh, outcome. but While Earl Bassett has squandered his fortune on a failing ostrich ranch, he is approached <laughs> by Carlos Ortega. But I don't know that his fortune was that big to begin with because he complains about not getting a cut of the... Video game rights and that kind of stuff. They apparently yeah, gave like him s- a copy s- of the video times. game, but not any residuals from the video game. Yeah, it's a it, it's a big fit. Isn't you know it's not a. I don't mean a copy that to play on your PlayStation. It's a full arcade game there <laughs> in his living room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he is, a, which was never a real game. It could have been, but I don't believe they ever made. That course, now that I say that, <laughs> I might have to look it up. I don't recall ever seeing that game in the arcade.
1: Yeah, Earl is so grumpy in this one. Like, remember how, like, lighthearted and, like, he was, like, the fun dude in the last movie? And then in this one, he's just uh-huh. like, I didn't get shit. He went off and married that woman and I didn't get shit and I'm mad. <laughs>
0: tremors the game is a cancelled video game that was based on the tremors franchise but that was like 2002 not 96 and it didn't no, happen not too so there you far go away. uh but I'm just saying there there was never one in the arcades like uh like we see in the movie mm-hmm Anyway, uh, he's approached by Carlos Ortega, who informs him that Graboids are killing his workers at his oil field in uh, Chipas, Mexico, and hires him to hunt them down. Earl initially declines, but Ortega's taxi driver, Grady Hoover, convinces Earl to change his mind after mentioning that Ortega will pay $50,000 for each Graboid killed. Both join the hunt. So, yeah, this guy... I guess he just got lucky I don't he's a big fan of uh, Earl and Mm -hmm. but I think it was just chance that he happened to be the taxi driver that took this guy out there I don't think there's any way he could possibly have planned it but he ends up convincing him and and getting him to bring him along
1: yeah also at the beginning of the movie there's, like, you know, we see the first death of, like, the guy in the oil field who, you know, basically in the first, like, five minutes gets eaten by a graboid. And it's really freaking cool. Like, he's actually inside the mouth. It, like, comes out of the uh-huh. sand, grabs him. And it's a super cool, like, death. Like, super neat. First one we get to see. It's in the first five minutes. So, I really, I loved it. I loved the, that he was, like, actually in his mouth. You know, it was super neat.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that poor guy, he's doing the trying not to walk on the ground thing and make vibrations.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: First walking on some, like, pipes or something and then jumping up onto barrels. The Graboids look just as good as they did in the first one in this, I think.
1: Yeah, totally. If, if not better.
0: Uh, upon arrival, Earl learns the company would pay him double if he caught one of the creatures alive. He also meets geologist Kate Riley, her assistant Julio, and a mechanic named Pedro, all of whom are scientifically investigating the grapoids. So we get another geologist. I guess maybe the original script might have had Rhonda in this part. I don't, also, I don't know.
1: Also before we get to this part, whenever the kid is convincing him that he needs that they're gonna like go do this thing like go graboid hunting, he Mm. sees there's in his house, there's a picture of like a playmate centerfold. And he's like, yeah, that's uh, Miss uh, October from 1974, blah, blah, blah. And that becomes important later with this Kate uh, with the geologist.
0: Okay. is, Is that her? I missed that.
1: Yeah, it is her, but he doesn't know that until the end of the movie. And I'm like, you're telling me that you didn't recognize this she's been on your wall in your house? <laughs> right.
2: This October 1974. Yeah, she's there to remind me not to keep chasing after things I'm never going to get.
1: And he's like super bitter and super angry in the beginning yeah. and he and he like he's like just grumpy. And then like later on at the end of the movie, he's like telling the girl, you know, he's like I've never met a woman who can handle her own like the way you do. And, you know, I think it's more important to be able to handle your own than to look pretty. And she's like, Oh really? Come on. And he's like, no, I mean, you look great. And she's like, yeah, I used to be a model. One time I was even a playmate and he was like, he looks at her and he's like, miss october 1974 and then she does the pose she gets on all fours and like looks over her shoulder and does the same pose from the picture and then they just like ah, ha, 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 like laugh about I, it
0: i don't know how i missed that All right.
1: i don't either just I went cannot in, believe just went in one ear and out that. the
0: other maybe i was taking I notes I don't, know it, I don't know what the fuck i was doing I don't either, but um, I was
1: like, you didn't recognize her this whole time?
0: <laughs> right. Anyway, I can't see anything in here about... Because the fact that she's a geologist and Rhonda was a geologist makes me think that originally this was supposed to be Rhonda. I can't see anything about her declining to be in it, but it might just be well. once they had Kevin Bacon, they had to write her out. If Kevin Bacon's not here because he's married to her, then she can't be here either. So we'll we'll just make up this... A uh, new character, because that would have made a lot of sense for Rhonda to be the one that's working as a geologist for this oil company, and then to call them to find out about the graboids and call her friends in.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, I think al- though, no alternate matter alternate what they, version, they kind of need the geologist because of like yeah. it's underground and the rocks and blah blah blah. So I think it would make sense either way, whether it was her. Yeah, or yeah, probably you know, just another crew that they need.
0: I am seeing that the production almost got shut down, and then a lot of the people involved, actors and effects got people, offered to lower their rates or do their jobs for free just to help the movie get produced. Whoa. Including the director, who offered to direct the film for free to save money on hiring another director. Damn.
1: Talk about a labor of love.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I guess they had some, you know, the first one didn't do that good, but it did well on home video. And they probably all felt that this would be the same. That It'll get it'll make its money eventually. Anyway, um, Earl and Grady begin systematically killing the Graboids by using remote controlled cars rigged with explosives. Though their strategy seems to work, the vast number of Graboids overwhelms them. And Earl enlists the help of Bert Gummer, who arrives with a deuce-and-a-half truck loaded with firearms and explosives.
1: Bert. Yeah, there's, there was only,
0: what, three in the first movie? Yeah. And I lost track of how many were in this one.
1: There's eight big ones, and then three babies <groans> come out of them per, uh, like, per, well, there's, I think there's 24 to start or something like that, and then they kill all yeah. of them but eight. So there's 8 left and then those 8 have 3 babies apiece and then those babies start multiplying. So really they're endless, but as far as like the actual graboids that make it to like the middle of the movie, there's 8, yeah. but I think they kill like 24 or something like that. Right. Also, can we talk about how Earl says scissor rock paper instead of rock paper scissors? Like for fuck's yes, sake. Yes.
0: That... Why? <laughs> That bugged me on two levels. one, that Grady didn't know what he was talking about, yeah. and two, that he said it in the wrong order. I'm like it I don't believe either the of same these. Ring. yeah, nobody says scissors rock paper, and everybody knows what it is. nobody get if it's not like he was a five year old or a ten year old.
1: <laughs> and he like doesn't understand the game like even towards the end of the movie, he still doesn't know how to play it. Like, are you serious?
0: Yeah, he thinks, he thinks, uh, <laughs> he thinks, oh, I win because I threw scissors in that one last time. No, rocks beat scissors. You, <sighs>
1: and then at the end, he gets paper and he's like, yeah, I won. And then he's like, no, uh, rock squishes paper. And then, like, five minutes later, he looks what? at Bert and he's like, wait, doesn't he's like, rock covers or paper covers rock, doesn't it? And Bert's like, yep, every time. And he's like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: People that is unfair comedy. if you do if you do run into someone that doesn't understand it you have to explain the rules properly that's that's not okay <laughs> uh if they had thrown lizard and spock in there they never would have the guy's head would have exploded
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway uh so earl uh, not earl um bert bert's just sitting at home lonely and claims that uh, what's her name? Reba. I can't remember her character's name. Heather. Heather is Heather. visiting her, visiting her sister, still visiting her sister, he says. But later Ooh. on, admits that she's never coming back.
1: Also, Bert has a graboid head on the wall like you would like a deer yes. or like a buffalo. Right.
0: Well, there's <laughs> so, like- first they show us something normal. I think it is a deer. And then they pan right. And we see a Graboid head on the wall, which is pretty awesome. And I want to know it's who so awesome. ended up with that prop. Who's got that prop in their house? Because you know, somebody does.
1: That is the only animal head that I want hanging off my wall. Because I don't really I've seen, like, like that shit, but I like, no. like that. Or I could do the, like when we were at G-Fest, like the Godzilla heads. Those were yeah. so cool. I've,
0: I've like, seen dragon ones for sale. Not in person, but I've seen them for sale. Like for D&D. Yeah,
1: that's that's badass.
0: So anyway, Earl. Oh, the the Mexican government is supplying them with guns and equipment and explosives, but isn't doing anything themselves, which it really seems like it should be their job. The uh, The Mexican army specifically is giving them this stuff. And I'm like, why is the Mexican army dealing with this? It, I mean, it, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the next day. Earl and Grady are surprised by one of the Graboids, causing them to drive backwards in a panic and crash the truck into an inclined ditch. Returning to where they saw the Graboid, Earl and Grady find that the creature looks sick and non-aggressive, with all its tentacles mysteriously dead. Realizing they have one of the creatures alive, which Ortega offered at 100000 if accomplished, they call Pedro to come and pick them up along with the Graboid. However, the graboid later uh, begins making horrific and painful sounds, and is soon found dead with a huge hole torn open into its body. This all looked really good.
1: It looks Uh really great. I love whenever it's like groaning, like growling, like, "Er," and Grady like runs up and smacks it, and then runs off. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! It's so funny. Like, oh, this guy, he just cracks me up. He's just such a goob, and I love it. Because, like, Kevin Bacon, he played like a goof-ass, right? But he still was like, he kind of had that, you know, that Kevin Bacon charm, that charisma that he has. This guy is just a goober, and I love it. It's so funny to me.
0: (laughs) I guess you have a higher goober tolerance than I do.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I definitely do.
0: They see Pedro's truck approach... From the distance, but it suddenly stops, prompting Grady and Earl to investigate and discover the truck's destroyed engine, as well as Pedro's remains. They make their Pedro's way remains. to a nearby radio broadcasting building.
1: Pedro's remains yeah. are just his arms. Oh, it yes, was so his crazy. still clutching was...
0: part of the truck.
1: Yes. Oh my god, what a oh man, I was like, my jaw dropped. I had totally forgotten about that part. I don't know how, but I was like, oh no. Pedro! His <laughs> arms, that was so good!
0: Uh, they. Let's see, they make their way back to a nearby radio broadcasting building, which has similarly been destroyed, only to be met by strange bipedal graboid-like creatures. The Earl graboid successfully puppies. kills one? Yeah, which uh, I have questions about. Earl successfully kills one as it charges him, but the two flee in a car they had found as more of the creatures arrive meanwhile Bert's truck is ambushed by a pack of these new creatures while returning to base yeah they split into two teams I guess well Bert goes off to kill stuff in one direction and they kill stuff in the other and Bert's doing pretty well in fact he's caught up with them as far as numbers
1: y- yeah Bert is like even even Bert says like that's the reason why Heather left him was because he was like so like, gung-ho, like, he needed the end of the world, like, he needed this right. fight, basically, an yes. apocalypse-type ne- shit. He,
0: yeah, because he didn't take the—when uh, the the the, um, the, when the Soviet Union fell apart, he didn't take it well, because he didn't have an enemy to be uh, prepared for anymore. <laughs> His meaning in life had gone away.
1: Yeah, yeah, and she was like, I can't do this anymore, Bert, I'm going to visit my sister forever. Anyways, Bert. Um, <laughs> he brings these. Uh, what are they? RMEs, ready to eat meals, or something like that. Oh, yeah, REMs.
0: yeah. And, MREs, uh, meals ready, meals ready to, yeah. meals ready to eat.
1: Yeah, MREs. Thank you. And um, they have all this stuff in them, right? And like, food and toilet paper and there's this one point where he gives them he's like you guys can't just be eating that shit that's bad for you he's like eating a chip or something he's like here i brought right. these take them and they're driving off and earl's like oh this shit tastes like toilet paper and grady's like earl it is the toilet paper and i'm just <laughs> like <laughs> the comedy in this is so like <laughs> sticky and it's just so funny i just love it so right? much it just it just um, made my little heart so happy
0: And the thing about that scene that I appreciated is that even though Bert is this kind of crazy survivalist, he's also generous. He wants other, he wants other people to survive as well. So he's like, I have enough, take some of, take some of mine. You need them rather than these are mine. Get your own survival stuff. It's mine. He wants uh, others to do well also.
1: Yeah, so even I appreciated he's a that. It made, it made
0: another. It gave him another level. You know, he's not just yes. all one thing. Also, the following morning. Oh, go ahead. Yeah.
1: Question: Is Shasta a real soda? Yes. Was really? I was like, "What is there?" Think soda. It still I'm exists. like, Shasta. I've never heard of that.
0: I used. Yeah, I used to. We used to get it. Fairly regularly when I was a kid, or I would see it, at you know, like at a party or a gathering or something. Somebody might have had it.
1: Is it like a cola, like a like a Coke flavor? It's a
0: brand. It's a brand. It's not just one flavor.
1: Oh. So. Okay. Okay.
0: Okay. Huh. That's, that's weird. I'm not finding it on the internet. Maybe I'm spelling it wrong. Here we go. Shasta soft drink. Uh. Shasta pop. Dot com. Ooh. I guess it still exists.
1: Nice.
0: Mountain. Shasta. Shasta Soft Drink. Here we go. So yeah, there's Shasta Cola. But there would also be like a Shasta Lemon Lime, Lime or Orange or Root Beer or whatever. Apparently, it was first uh, Ginger Ale was their first flavor. Okay. Love but me they some make ginger ale, baby. lots of. They make Apple, Black Cherry, Club Soda, Cream Soda. You know, Yum. all the basic. Grape pineapple all the basic flavors uh yeah they appear to be still a current active company it might just be one of those regional things that they're not distributed in certain areas i know i've had it here in Mm -hmm. texas in the past but then at one point just stopped seeing it so dang it might it might be a a regional thing but yeah it's real so uh anyway the uh following morning The creatures have made their way to the oil refinery where Julio is violently killed by one.
1: No!
0: (laughs) Gradient... Not Julio!
1: Not Julio! Gradient Earl
0: arrive. Gradient Earl arrive before it can attack Kate, but with Bert shortly arriving thereafter, following a near-fatal firefight that has left him drained of ammunition. Through experimentation, the group discover that these creatures, now dubbed Shriekers... Are hermaphrodites that can replicate at an incredible rate after eating enough food. Which they, they oh, that's coming up. Hold on. They also learn that the creatures cannot hear, unlike their predecessors, but rather see heat through special infrared receptors on their heads. However, the they are, are attacked dope too. Yeah, yeah, they're the really cool. Like, like the way they like lah!
1: yeah, and then like their little <laughs> brainy like head underneath there, all like gooey yeah. and Bright pink. Love that. Also, Kate has this, you know, uh, scientist moment where they're like, we got to kill all these things, brother. And she's like, no, we can't. These animals are pre-Cambrian and they are an asset to science. And I was like, oh, here we go. Here we go. Scientist moment.
0: (laughs) Uh, But yes, they see heat through special infrared receptors on their heads. However, they are attacked by the shriekers who have discovered Bert's MRE food supply and have rapidly doubled their numbers in a matter of minutes. They run for Julio's car, (laughs) but Bert accidentally disables it while killing a shrieker. Uh, Hiding from the shriekers, Bert is trapped in a bulldozer bucket while Grady, Kate and Earl are on top of an oil tower. This is kind of similar to the end of the first movie where everybody's on perched on different stuff and,
1: yes i can't. I cannot think of what this was called i was like my note is Bert is in a tractor scoop question mark i did not <laughs> think of what it's called a bucket a bulldozer yeah. bucket tractor scoop bulldozer bucket tomato tomato
0: <laughs> the shriekers work together in an attempt to climb the tower before Bert traps them in the storage shed with the truck However, they discover rice flour is is stored inside as well. Shit. Enabling the Shriekers (laughs) to continue eating and multiplying inside. Earl douses himself in CO2 from a fire extinguisher to hide his body heat and tries to find Bert's explosives among the Shriekers who have multiplied into dozens of creatures. While the plan initially works, the CO2 quickly wears off and the Shriekers detect his body heat, forcing Earl to throw the detonator among Bert's supplies before escaping. The group manages to escape before a massive explosion devastates the entire facility, destroying all of the Shriekers with it. In the aftermath, Earl and Kate decide to pursue each other romantically while Grady suggests (laughs) opening a monster-themed park due to the money Ortega now owes them.
1: Grady and (laughs) Earl's monster world. His refinery, though. (laughs) Yeah, with two and a half tons of high explosives.
0: Yeah, and earlier when he was, uh, when... Bert was showing them all the toys he got, and he's like, I can't believe the Mexican army offered you whatever you want, and this, and that's all you got. Look at all, you know, look at all the stuff that I got. And they pull out like one of those, uh, it, it's some kind of a bazooka rocket launcher kind of a thing. And he's like, oh, that might end up in my collection. He's like, what's, what's this? And he's like, no, no, he's not planning to use it on the Graboids. He wants to take it home. I don't know how he's going to get it back across the border. That seems like it could be an issue.
1: Well, maybe not in 1990, whatever year this is. (laughs) Yeah. uh, uh, He might find an
0: unofficial, an unofficial crossing. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I have some issues. I mean, I enjoy the movie. I just have some scientific issues with it, but you know. What All do you right, expect?
1: Let us, let, us, let us have it.
0: Well, just these shriekers. Uh, this just seems like a strange life cycle that your babies just burst out of you. And although they have the same general art design, they don't really look like a smaller version of you. They have legs and feet, and the graboids don't have legs and feet. So, yeah, but they, what, they had to evolve just,
1: because they became smarter. They had to evolve to fight the people.
0: Well, that's part of, that's my issue. These oh. things, <laughs> these pre Cambrian creatures have existed unchanged for millions of years, but hidden from us somehow. <laughs> and now in the course of just a few years, start evolving new survival techniques incredibly rapidly, which they just seems un- unlikely. Uh, and we'll continue to see this moving forward. That the graboids adapt much faster than actual life forms are are able to,
1: Well, if which we seems just for extra unliking. Long.
0: Well, that's the thing. This these survival techniques have worked for millions of years. They haven't had to constantly adapt themselves for millions of years because they're pretty well adapted already. So the idea that they would be able to just adapt that quickly when we don't see any other life forms adapt in just one or two generations well we don't know how many how quickly they go through <laughs> generations but it doesn't seem like you'd have you, you need like thousands of generations uh, possibly millions to adapt a completely new body form and to go from sensing vibrations to sensing heat as your primary yeah, way suck. of getting around <laughs> Well, I think that's – I think the thing is they're, they don't want the movie to be too much like the first one. They want a new challenge because yeah. they, figured, they figured out how to deal with the other ones. So to keep it from being boring, they have to throw new challenges at the heroes and they have to find new yeah. solutions. But then they just keep making these movies so they have to keep coming up with variations and it doesn't make sense – scientifically but you know they don't they're not trying to make a documentary it just takes me (laughs) out of the movie it takes me out of the movie a little bit because i'm like what no come on that's not how things work it's it's pushing my willing suspension of disbelief but i still enjoyed the movie
1: yeah mostly
0: because the the great you know really good practical effects and and good performances and Mm -hmm. uh just a lot of fun all around we'll see as we continue through the series how how well they're able to maintain that
1: yeah they 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 do like a few things throughout the movie too where like whenever they're all at the end whenever they're all like on different things you know and the main people are like up on the water towers and they start like Mm -hmm. making that pyramid like the little pyramid of like little shriekers so funny yeah <laughs> they just they're supposed uh, to be getting smarter and smarter, but it's just hilarious.
4: This is TJ Storm and you're listening to Monster Movie Fun Time Go. <laughs>
0: Don, I got an autograph on Friday. I just wanted to see if I could get a few quick words with you for my podcast.
2: No, we're 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 not doing podcasts, are we?
0: (laughs) You're doing one right now. Ah, shit.
2: (laughs) Uh, You suckered me.
0: (laughs) Folks, we're here at G-Fest with Don Fry, who played Captain Gordon in Godzilla Final Wars. How's the convention going for you, Don? It's
2: a hell of a show, man. Everybody ought to be here. You know, it's the... Everybody who is, everybody, you know, in Godzilla is here.
0: How many times have you been to G-Fest? How many times? Right, four?
2: Four. four? Four times. This is our
0: first time, but we're loving it.
2: Oh, it's it's a blast, man. If, you know, if if you're into Godzilla, you got to come here.
0: It's a place to be. What was your favorite part about working on Godzilla Final Wars?
2: Oh, heck, the food. <laughs> the food. Uh, Rue Ken Marison, he's a great director, writer, director. He's a good friend of mine now. And uh, and then you had a guy named Massa who was my chef, and then uh, everybody else on the set was just cool. They were just great. It was like a family.
0: Wait, your chef, your personal chef? Yeah,
2: the personal chef. Yeah, he he would uh, prepare the the food. Um, at his restaurant, and then he'd ride his moped into into over to the studio and cook it up for me. It was great.
0: That is quite a perk. I'm very impressed.
2: Yeah, I'm real thrilled.
0: Well, there's some other people in here line in line waiting, so I don't want to keep you too long. But thank you very much for talking to us, well, Doc. Thanks
2: for having me, Vern. Appreciate it.
0: Okay, we're here at Fest again with one of the model diorama creators. What's your name, sir?
4: Marcellus Winters.
0: Marcellus Winters. I see you just got Mechanicon signed yeah. by Linda Miller? Yes. Oh, yes. We, love, we love Linda Miller. We've absolutely. had her on the show.
4: Absolutely, absolutely. She was absolutely phenomenal. Um, this is a piece I built right before I came. I wanted to do the King Kong in the lair. And when I saw her, I'm like, who better not oh, okay. to go in and sign this for me? And I wasn't even—I didn't even know she was coming when I brought it, oh. <laughs> so it kind of worked out.
0: <laughs> yeah, we interviewed her in our first year, so when we knew she was going to be here, we were very excited to meet her in Absolutely. person because Absolutely. it was just over the air. So, what got you into doing this kind of work?
4: Oh man, I'm—I've been a pastor for thirty-something years, mm-hmm. and just wanted to outlet. I've been loving Godzilla for years, and uh, saw a Leslie Chambers video and i started collecting been a collector for three years as an outlet just to have some fun uh i came to g-fest last year somebody told me about the kits i put on uh i grabbed some kits while i was here i built two kits a king the king kong that was in there the 62 uh and a godzilla uh 75 that was in there and it went viral and from there from just one year to now uh, I won the People's Choice Award for uh, <laughs> Best Setup and G-Fest. Oh, so I was excited. <laughs> for, that, for that whole big thing we saw in there? Yeah, that was just... That and, and, whole side of the wall? Yeah. With <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. And that was just, those was only pieces of, uh, the actual diorama is 50 feet long in my basement. And so those was just parts of it <laughs> that I brought in. And I you the last year was my first G-Fest. I brought uh, some gar- a gargantua setup and a Clash of the Titans setup. And it brought so much attention to the room. They asked me, Can I fill a whole wall this room this year? And so I hope I did them pretty good. I hope I did them proud.
1: I also at some point got to hear you talking about kind of making them with some other people. You know, I was kind of in the group, and I heard you talking about uh, using Barbie eyes, which is so funny because we just recently (laughs) had a
2: conversation.
4: Oh my God! The first, the first kid I got, it was it was the King Kong sixty two that everybody loved in there. I did the King Kong versus uh, Godzilla versus Kong diorama. And at the particular time, I wasn't really. Um Confident in doing the eyes, I did the paint job really good. So I went to Walmart and I brought a, a Barbie doll, and I cut the eyes out of a Barbie doll, and I clean and I shaved them down real thin, and I put the Barbie dolls in King Kong and then paint them. Yes. So my King Kong has Barbie doll eyes.
0: <laughs> we told we, we told this story recently about how I used to modify Barbie dolls yeah. because I wanted a Tank Girl action figure and there weren't any, right, so I just right. made one. Right. And then I was like, well, what else can I do to? Barbie barbie <laughs> so this led to a couple of years of me and modifying thing, barbie right
4: <laughs> right 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 right
0: yeah i understand exactly
4: and this was a modified too because this is this is a really expensive toy uh the and it's, Ang- it's, it's yeah the anguirus it's a horrible type of a toy it's a good toy but it's it's uh it's it i'll say this it's in the right scale of the big x plus figures but the quality of it doesn't match it so i got one and i um uh, redid the entire thing to look like an X Plus figure. Um, and it came out really good. And so the funny thing is somebody asked to buy it, and I was going to sell it to them. But now DJ Storm just signed it. <laughs> So, I don't think it's going anywhere now. (laughs) Or you could sell it for even more. Right, right, right. Or the price goes up on it. Or the price goes up on it. So, yeah, yeah. I I think I I am. I think I am. I think I am.
0: Well, it's beautiful. My father uh, does model trains, it's a little similar. It takes up a lot of space.
4: Absolutely. And, and, you know, the model trains, that's what got me um, into building the city. Uh, I didn't just want to put the stuff on the shelf. So, what I did was. Um, I started learning in-scale, old-scale with the trains and stuff. And that's how I end up building the city, learning the, the, the different things with the city with the trains. So I had to learn trains because nobody taught me. So I learned trains to figure out how to scale the buildings and so now there's a there's an actual amtrak train that oh, runs okay. to the 50th yeah, well anyway.
0: those kaijus have a tendency to grab a train absolutely. car absolutely so you gotta have absolutely. one going we through have have
4: that. One. <laughs> right and i one. got a whole amtrak that runs through there so i mean i learned yeah. it by the train so i gotta put one in there so yeah yeah well, so a lot of fun
0: thank you so much for thank talking you to you us so today so Appreciate thank it. You.
4: thank you so much thank you i really yes. appreciate it, appreciate it You're so oh, talented. absolutely You're so sweet. thank you thank you so much
0: Folks, we are still here in the game room, but a costume contest winner just walked by, and we wanted to have a word with him. Please, sir, introduce yourself.
3: Hi, my name is John Gruchich. Nice to meet you. Thank you so much for having me on today.
0: Uh, you were the Gabra
3: yes, costume? That, yes, that's correct. Gabra. Gabra.
0: That's the uh, bully from, uh, what is the movie?
3: Miller's Revenge. Yeah, the bully monster, a blue toad monster who uh, bullies Minya. It's funny, yeah.
0: Everybody hates camera, but it was a great costume. We saw it last night. I'm not sure we got some video of it. I lost power, but uh, it looked uh, it looked really good. Uh, and it's a nice looking trophy here.
3: Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You know, put a lot of time and effort into it. A lot of love and anger went into it too. But in the end, I was so happy with the outcome. But um, yeah, it was all just made out of a base of uh, foam, just like regular mattress foam carved and cut with scissors and glue. And, um, yeah, I, I couldn't be here without the amazing G-Fest community. When I first came here, I had so many people like Christopher Bioa and the Bioa family who helped me and guide me. Um, Tristan, the guy who plays uh, G-Fanis and his 1990 of Godzilla costume. Every, I just want to give thanks and shout outs to them. They're so helpful. Uh, Dojo Studios, they really are helpful. I would not be here without them. So they really are an amazing community. Thank you.
0: Yeah, this is our first time here. We're having a lot of fun. It's, uh, it's really great. How long did it take you to make that costume?
3: So, uh, it's such an on and off process. I made the feet probably around last November, and then it probably sat until about January or February until I kind of started working on it. But I'd say most of the progress started around June, July.
0: And what made you choose Gabra in particular?
3: So no, no, there's you So you always see Godzillas. Not that there's nothing wrong with that, but I always like doing the underdog monsters. You never really get to see. You know, You I don't think, according to a lot of people, I don't think there's ever been a Gabra. So I just like doing monsters. You never get, really get to see or that people don't really like necessarily.
0: So what exactly did you win? What category? So it?
3: there's different categories, but I won the FOMI Award of Best in Show. So there's a multitude of awards for different categories, Novus, no, Journeyman. Depending on your age group, but I won the Fulmi Award for Best in Show. So I really appreciate the judges. Again, a lot of time and effort went into it, and I just, I'm so thankful. I really am. I really am. But at the end of the day, it's not about the competition, it's all about having fun with it. I don't think, I think every single person had a blast, and that's what it's really all about.
0: Uh, we'll post a picture of the award here, but it's uh, gold-painted, and it's a kind of Tokazatsu Power Rangers... To, oh, it's an X-Ray Man. Oh, did they just take a figure and glue them on there?
3: Uh, it's 3D-printed, actually.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I can see the lines. I, I have a 3D printer. I recognize those little, <laughs> those little lines. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really nice looking. It's look great on your shelf. Are you going to, like, slap your name on there or something?
3: Uh, I'm hoping maybe to get it signed by Don Fry.
0: Nice, maybe, maybe. nice, nice. That line looked pretty long last time I walked by. You better get over there.
3: Yeah, but uh, again, I just want to thank everybody. It's been it's been such a fun, it's been such a fun time.
0: Well, Johnny, thank you very much for talking to us today. Thank you. thank you. Honeybee, what are you going to rate Tremors to aftershocks?
1: Um, I think a four.
0: A four? Okay. Yeah. That's that's uh. That's that's fair.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what I rated the first one and I I feel pretty much the same about this one. This one does make me laugh uh just because of how absolutely goofy it is in like the you know kind of the melodrama of the comedy just like everything is so silly and so dramatic and I just love it so much and it's kind of a nostalgia thing too. So I think a 4 for me. What about you?
0: Well, I didn't like it as much as the first one, but I'm st- gonna give it a four I can't remember if I gave I think I gave the first one a five yeah you. Did. i'm not sure so then that seems fair yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give it a I'll give it a four
1: also I think that there should be a Grady in Earl's monster world you know and it's funny too because he's talking about this like the whole movie and when they go mm-hmm. through the like truck train situation or chain not train truck chain situation grady's Uh like that's gonna be my first ride in the amusement park and i just love it so much and i really want it to happen
0: you get dragged around in a in a truck in the back of a truck yeah like a little
1: graboid yes that's so cool Uh. and uh, and whenever he says it at the end of the movie he's like come on earl this could be your big third chance which i thought was so cute because (laughs) you know that's how he talked him into going graboid hunting to begin with he's like People like me don't get second chances and he's like, "No, this could be your big second chance." And then you know he convinces mm-hmm. them. So, it's really cute that like he's like, "Come on, Earl, this could be your big third chance. Open this amusement park with me. I think this movie <laughs> just kicks ass. It's 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 a good one." It's it's a good one.
0: Earl should probably put his money in just a nice safe money market account <laughs> <Or> <laughs> and, and just try to live up- Rather than taking a big chance on a big risky thing, but that's probably not going to happen.
1: Yeah, he wants to invest it though, but I think he should just buy. I'm more saying ostriches. he should,
0: might. He should maybe invest it more safely, rather than yeah, just buying ostriches or opening a theme park. <laughs>
1: but it'd be such a cool theme park, like for us. Just the some movie m- mutual funds. <laughs> well, sure,
0: sure. Folks, right now we are at Kaiju Go in Fort Worth. Woo-wee! They will be showing a double feature at the Downtown Cowtown at the Isis Theater, double feature of Godzilla versus Megalon and Mothra versus Godzilla. You can find all yeah, the details yeah, at yeah, yeah. kaijugo.com. Come out and see us there and watch the movies mm-hmm. and up some, there's so going to be a toy a toy and art show, so uh, you can get some art prints and uh, some comic books. There's going to be a comic book artist there. I know he's going to have copies of his uh, trade paperback of his uh, Godzilla thing that he did covers for. That's uh, John Yurkaba. And there'll be toy vendors and all kinds of great stuff. But as I said, get all the details on KaijuGo.com and some just some general podcast business stitcher a podcast provider is closing down and i paid for stitcher premium (laughs) so if you listen to us on stitcher please go to spotify or apple podcasts or any other number of things we're on all the things but please go subscribe to us on some new thing i mean Otherwise, you're just not going to be able to listen to any of your podcasts. Uh, But I just want to, if people haven't been paying attention, give you a heads up there. Stitcher is going away at the end of this month.
1: Dang. So do you get any of your money back?
0: I don't think so. I'm not sure how. I don't remember exactly when it was my subscription started. So I don't know if I'll get a partial refund. I'm not sure how much. I doubt it. How much was left? Yeah, um, but yeah, it was like a thirty bucks for a whole year. It wasn't like a month by month thing. So yeah, I don't know what they can. I don't know what they're gonna do about that. Uh, next week's episode will be about Galgameth. I think it's also called The Legend of Galgameth. It is available to watch on YouTube. I don't think it's available officially anywhere there's a couple different versions on youtube and you should absolutely not pay any money to see it so
1: unless you were born in the early 90s and this was a movie that you saw as a wee little lamb and then you might want (laughs) to fucking buy this movie i don't know i don't know you didn't hear it from me
0: well i don't think you're able to so you may have unless you just find a dvd or a vhs of it but you can watch it on youtube Also, you know, support us on Patreon if you like the show. and Get special episodes and early episodes and things like that. Please like and subscribe and rate and review us and all of the things so that we can do well. Tell all your friends and your neighbors and your enemies about the show. (laughs) I think that's going to wrap it up for this week. Until next week, I have been Precious D.
1: And I have been Honey Bee.
0: Remember to keep calm and take shelter in basements.
1: And please don't miss you so
0: We won't see you, but you will hear us next time on Monster Movie Funtime Go. Yeah, bitch. You've been listening to Monster Movie Funtime Go. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on your podcasting platform of choice. Our theme song is by the Texicano Folk Rock Punk featuring Lita Lopez. You can support the show, find links to our social media, and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash mnftg.